Good day and welcome to Partakers and to our series, Aha! Heroes and Heretics Abound. Together we are looking at the story of the Church from its origins through to the Age of Reasoning in the 18th century. Last time we looked at one of the very giants of the Reformation, indeed Church history, Martin Luther. Today we continue with the Protestant Reformation by looking briefly at two other giants of that time the Swiss reformer Ulrich Zwingli and the French reformer John Calvin. Zwingli was a Swiss reformer independent of Luther and he was greatly influenced by the teachings of Erasmus. He lived from the year 1484 to the year 1531. He was born during a period of time when Swiss national patriotism was rising and emerging. After studying humanities, he took on the role of a pastor in a church in Glarus and later in Isodine. It was in the year 1518 that Zwingli became pastor of Grossmunster in Zurich. Here he started preaching about reforming the Roman Catholic Church. He was particularly critical of fasting during Lent, the church hierarchy, clerical celibacy, and the use of image in worship. And in the year 1525, Zwingli produced a new liturgy in order to replace the Roman Catholic liturgy. These ideas soon came to the attention of Martin Luther. When they met, they did agree on many things, but differed on several matters. Zwingli taught that the Lord's Supper was purely symbolic, and that the elements of bread and wine did not change literally into the flesh and blood of Jesus Christ, as taught by the Roman Catholics, and nor did they at any point contain the real presence of Jesus Christ, the teachings of Martin Luther. Zwingli's reforms went out quickly from Switzerland to France to Scotland to Hungary to Holland to Germany to England and Zwingli was killed in 1531 during an attack by his enemies within the Roman Catholic Church upon a food blockade supported by him. Zwingli's theology held the supremacy of the Bible, being the inspired word of God, over the teachings and writings of humans, such as the church councils and the church fathers destined, you may say, to put him at odds with the Roman Catholic Church. Concerning baptism, Zwingli differed from those other reformers, the Anabaptists, who promoted adult baptism only. Zwingli taught that the baptism of children was valid, describing that it was symbolic of God's covenant with the Christian, much the same as it was when God made his covenant with Abraham. Zwingli also promoted a non-Roman Catholic view of church government and worship. He thought that the government was instituted by God and that they governed with divine approval. Zwingli taught that Christians were obliged to be obedient to their governments, but to be disobedient only when the government acted in a manner contrary to God's revealed will. Our next giant today is that man... John Calvin. He was French and was greatly influenced by Martin Luther. Trained as a lawyer, he broke away from the Roman Catholic Church in the year 1530. 
during persecution by the Roman Catholic Church on the Reformation movement, the Protestants, Calvin fled to Switzerland. It was there, in the year 1536, that he published the first edition of his now famous Institutes of the Christian Religion. Calvin went on to introduce new forms of church government and worship liturgy, despite opposition from the church, from secular authorities, and people in power. In his final years, John Calvin continued unabatedly to promote the reformation of the church throughout Europe. It was during this time he kept himself busy writing commentaries on almost every book of the Bible and regularly preaching in churches. Prime to his thinking, at the very forefront, was Augustinian teaching, which led him to propose the doctrine of predestination and the absolute sovereignty of God in salvation and damnation. But there were more. While the Reformation was only in its infancy, there was an increasingly intense persecution of the Reformation Protestants by the Roman Catholic Church, particularly in Spain, in France and the Netherlands. Thousands of Protestants died in battle through persecution. It was during this time that the printing press was invented, however, and this was the catalyst for the rapid promotion and distribution of these new ideas of Luther, Zwingli, Calvin and others. During this time also, as we have noted, there was intense theological debate between the reforming Protestants over such things as worship, predestination, salvation, the Lord's Supper and style of church government. During this period the Roman Catholic Church also evangelized and rapidly gained new ground which more than made up for the losses to Protestant. The Roman Catholic Church did respond with the Counter-Reformation, commencing with the Council of Trent and the beginning of the Society of Jesus, the Jesuits. These were designed to counter the Protestant Reformation movement and the majority of Northern Europe became Protestant while Central Europe sank into deep conflict. In the mid-1500s, however, many Protestant Christians rejected both the Roman Catholic Church and Lutheranism for not having gone far enough. These people stressed personal discipleship, a daily walk with God, a principle of love and pacifism, that the Church was a family, not an organisation. They promoted adult baptism. They promoted a congregational church government and also the separation of church and state. And this spread quickly throughout Europe and this led to intense persecution by both the Roman Catholic Church but also other reforming Protestants, resulting in many deaths. One of their leaders was Menno Simons, whose group the Mennonites still function today. That's it for this time. Next time in our series AHA, we will continue looking at the Great Reformation, this time in England. Thanks for listening. Come back to Partakers, www.partakers.co.uk, where every day, there is something new to encourage your walk as a Christian disciple in the 21st century. See you later.